Season 1, Episode 13, Matching Your Character to Your Plot. Hello and welcome to How to Survive Until You're Published, the podcast, because if you're drowning in words, so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. So now that we've kind of finished talking about characters, the next arc we're going to go into is talking about plot. But because with writing, everything's so interconnected, we wanted to do a transition episode. Um, Because whether or not you start with your characters or you start with the plot, it's important that the two work together. Um, So Amy, why is it important that your plot matches your characters or vice versa? So that is, that's a good question. It's, um, I mean, it all, your story all hinges on your connection between your character and your plot. Um, If you're writing a character-based novel, then um, they, your character needs to be tested um, the right way that will push them to their fullest extent and um, making sure your plot does that testing is the utmost important. In your story, you are essentially God and it's your it's your role to align the world perfectly around your character so that they get poked and prodded, so that they get tested, um, so that by the end of the story, they learn what they needed to learn. And so while your character runs the story with their emotions and with their reactions, the plot has to cause the right reactions and put them in the right places for them to feel those things. Um, So there's this awesome quote from Story Genius um, by Lisa Cron. She says, the question now becomes who is the person whose transformation, whose internal change will embody at that point? It is his or her internal struggle that will trigger the decisions that drive your plot. It is not what the world throws at them. It's the meaning they read into those events that your story is actually about. Yeah, and I really like that because one, it it does bleed into why it's important, but it also bleeds into the next question, which is how do you know if you have the right character for your plot and the story you want to tell? Um, Because it really comes down to the heart of the story you want to tell, your theme, and what the deeper meaning is you're trying to portray. Um, Like we talked about with Amy Ziegler um, and also with Megan Walker in this past episode about how you put like the pieces um, of yourself and emotion into your characters and that message you want to convey comes out through their feelings um, when you bring them to life. Um, But it's, if you don't um, match your character to the plot, that message isn't going to be as strong. So like for example, if your story is about learning to trust people um, or like someone learning to trust after they've been hurt, you're not going to want a character who just trusts everyone um, because it's not going to get that message across. Maybe at the beginning they trust everyone, but we see somebody break their trust. But either way, if that's the theme and the point of your story, you're going to need a character who kind of fits and molds with that. Um, kind of backtracking though to the quote that you gave Amy from Story Genius and just how like picking whose POV and whose internal struggle is really and how like the meaning they read into those events is going to impact your story. Um, it's that it's really the important part is picking the most interesting POV for the audience, right? Um, and that's how you will know that you have like the right character. For example, like Hunger Games, really good example because I think a lot of people are familiar with it. Um, Katniss was the perfect 
protagonist for that novel because of her distrust, because of her um, trials, and because she's selected for the games. You could have told a story about a dystopian world without them being in the games. However, the most interesting POV and the one who's going to learn the most and derive the most meaning from the events and the plot of your story would have been someone in the games like Katniss. Um, Hunger Games would have been a very different um, story if it was from Prim's perspective, for example. It probably wouldn't have been as interesting just to watch the events. The character is not going to perceive as much meaning if that makes sense yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that totally makes sense. It really comes down to like their worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Amy, how does your character's worldview affect how you shape your plot? So, um, that is like it's crucial. Your character's worldview is is their world. It's what they see and what they know. Um, for me, a character, a character, my, my characters kind of drive the the internal story of my novel like the emotional drive of the novel and it's important to be true to your character just like we've talked about in the last few episodes um to make sure you have a character that fits all of the personality aspects but then the next step is is taking your plot and shaping it around your character um and it's their worldview that gives you some guidance on how to do that yeah, it kind of goes back to, like, the misbelief, their goal, and all that that we talked about a few episodes ago with character building. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all based around that. Like, if they're, it, like, somebody could have had a traumatic experience, but could have seen it so many, but, okay, different people could have seen it so many different ways. And so the way that your character saw that experience is going to affect what types of events are going to influence them in a certain way so uh, for example um let's take like an elaborate large painting with like a lot of extreme detail um you could look at the whole painting as a whole and see all of the little tiny aspects um like all of the little things that are going on in the painting but if you take a straw and look through the straw you will only see very specific parts of the painting um, because your your perspective is narrow and your character is exactly the same your character's um, view is very narrow and so what you want to do is manipulate the um, the elements that are around them in their world so that you are changing what they see and how they see it so that excuse me so that their reactions are exactly where you want them to be if that makes sense yeah it really does um if you go back to my earlier hunger games example sorry i'm rereading those books in anticipation of the new movie which is why it's like fresh on my brain um but katniss's worldview right is very narrow at the beginning of how she views the games and the capital and her goal is just to survive and to get back to prim but then throughout the games um her viewpoint turns into more of like going against the government and how wrong everything is as her perspective is widened to everything that they're doing and everything and all the meaning that's there in the games yeah so your plot kind of has to be able to move with that yeah um it has to be able to move with the emotions as your character's emotions change and honestly that is the hardest part um because 
The characters are movable, they're changeable, they have different reactions. Sometimes they want to do this, sometimes they want to do that. Unless you're, you know, writing about a robot, then it's a little easier. <laughs> but but um, that's that's kind of the trickiest part about it. Yeah, so how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, there is no exact process. And I wish I could tell you that there is, but there really isn't. And it's it's such a learning curve and such a learning experience that it's something you have to kind of understand and, and try through trial and error. You just have to... I, I think that's why we end up with so many drafts. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you're going to understand this on your yeah. first draft. Um, you might understand pieces of it, but it is really as you tell yourself the story and then you edit it and you really work with your characters that you're going to understand it. So I feel like with your first draft, don't feel like you do need to understand them perfectly. Obviously, try your best, but you will discover things. Yeah, as you as write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's it's kind of like trying to understand a person. You know, it takes you forever to to under to really get to know a person and to understand how they operate and how they work. It's the same thing, and you're trying to like manipulate the world around them so that they react a certain way when you don't completely understand them. It takes time. It yeah. takes a lot of practice. It reminds me of all those. You'll see a lot of memes where it's like, "This is my." Um, outline for my novel and then my characters decide to go this entirely different direction. It also like relates to this Dungeons and Dragons meme I've seen where it's like planning the campaign for my players and there's a outlet on the wall you know and you're like yeah they have these like three different outlet options and then that plug is actually just jammed into the wall because <laughs> they went a completely different way and it is the same way with legitimate characters. I know yeah. you're like oh but you make them up but at the same time like mm. it you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they build off of each other. You kind of you kind of have to grow. So um, the first thing that you want to do is just to make sure you understand your character's worldview. Um, if if we were to break it down a little bit, that's probably your first step is to make sure you understand your character and their worldview. So um, one thing that um, there was a story makers class a few years ago um, taught by Shauna Holyoke who was amazing, talked about matching your character to your plot. And she, one of the pieces of advice, she gave a few and I'm gonna talk about them, but one of the pieces of advice she gave was doing an interview or like a matching test with your with your protagonist. And she gave me a few good, a few good questions that are actually taken from David Farland um, and some of his uh, material, which he is a really good resource if you just Type them into Google and you'll find some really great things. Um, so here's a few questions for you. So what, prere what prerequisites does your plot expect from the main character at the onset of your story? What are your character's notable weaknesses and will this plot force them to become strengths? Does your inciting incident include something that will realistically push your main character from their comfort zone to do something they wouldn't have done before? Um, and like a hint to that, put the one thing they want behind the one thing they don't want to do. Um, another thing that you can do is really consider um, if your character's behavior matches their internal struggle that they're having. Um, and if your plot doubles as a treatment plan for that struggle. So that's a little bit of the same thing, but just think about how um, what they're going through, just break it down simply. What do they want and what are they struggling with? And will your plot get them that? Will it get them to that? And then the last thing, and I, I'm sure a lot of you have heard this, is just to take a personality test. 
on behalf of your protagonist. That can help you just understand more where they're coming from and um, help you get a little more insight onto into who they are and um, how their brain works. So then from there, um, once you understand your character's worldview, then you want to figure out how to put your plot in there. So it's kind of like how the obstacles and everything are going to drive them in that direction. direction. Yeah. So Megan, I know you sometimes focus on your plot first. So how does this help you? How does that help you with this process? Yeah. So um, I do typically come up with a world. So like world building your plot first. So with my current work in progress, for example, I knew that I wanted a world where like gangs um, run rampant in a city and that's like a huge problem, right? And I knew I wanted a group of thieves and I wanted something kind of bigger than life problems in there. But um, so I came up with that plot, right? And like a heist going wrong type of plot structure before I came up with my characters. And then afterwards I asked myself, well, what character would have told the most interesting story in this world because I mean I could have taken it from maybe like a government agent or like enforcer's perspective right which on one hand could be really interesting depending on the story I wanted to tell and if I wanted to tell a story about someone like battling through the corruption and doing all of this but my focus I really wanted to tell more of a story about people learning not to be selfish and like found family and things like that and for me it made the most sense to find characters who would kind of be in the underworld and who would be part of that seedy underground you know and that's kind of where i worked back from that and then i was like okay okay well then what do i want them to learn so if my goal is to have them not be selfish okay who's the most selfish of all you know and it's like okay uh team that's full of thieves one's overly selfish it's kind of like the leader of the thieves right uh, that's kind of how i started coming up and forming my characters to the plot and the plot has changed a lot after i've started to understand my characters and what's really going to get those points and themes across because i think honestly it wasn't until i started understanding some of the stronger underlying themes in my story that i then understood what my characters wants needs and misbeliefs were and what their wounds were but that's kind of how I would start with the plot first. I just knew that I wanted to write a high story in this kind of a world. And then I was like, okay, well, what character would be the most interesting to tell that story? And I kind of worked backwards yeah. from there. I love that. I feel like it really, it really is your theme that helps you to understand where your plot is going to fit. It, your theme is kind of that, that glue that kind of holds them both together mm -hmm. and connects them together. <clears throat> so... It definitely does. Um, so have you ever realized part of the way through a draft that your character doesn't match your plot? And how did you rectify that? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the story of my life right there. <laughs> <laughs> like the story of all my drafts. Um, because, I mean, I'm such a character-driven writer that I have fought for many months to make sure my characters were perfect, which I need to pull my brain out of the perfection thing but it does take um it, it takes a while so i I've t i think i've talked about this before but my one of my main characters in my work in progress right now his name's alexander he the redemption arc yeah the redemption <laughs> arc i was so determined to write him as a redemption arc um because i i that's just what i wanted to do that was what i was really excited about but um i i wrote a lot of scenes with him a lot of um 
scenes between him and my my other main character and like just to see their chemistry and see how they worked and how they could fill each other's needs and him playing the bad guy didn't work with the plot yeah the plot structure like i don't want to be like i'm not meaning this in like a rude way or anything because i'm also going to talk about my (laughs) my downfall in a minute here but like i don't yeah i think like you were saying there were just like things missing from the plot because we do inherently know how stories are told because we've been told so many stories and you expect the rising action at a certain point and the midpoint and like the climax and all of that and it did it almost felt a little bit forced with how you were writing him into those yeah you know yeah and like that's that's that is when you know you're you're doing it wrong is when you kind of have to force things to happen and they don't flow naturally and that's what was happening with his character and i was so irritated and like i did not want to change him i really wanted a redemption arc and so i tried a lot of different ways to put it together but i kind of finally got to the point where i'm like he's a good guy (laughs) like he is just not a bad guy he he doesn't play that role very well and so I had to change him completely and it changed his plot and it changed what he was going after in general absolutely completely so I'm on draft four and I'm writing a completely different book than when I was writing my first draft but it is so good so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it just takes that that kind of work you just have to really you have to work through your characters you have to interview them you have to see how they're going to fit that plot and if you have to give up your darlings you, you do you yeah. gotta do it you know yeah i had a very similar realization um this was with my first finished manuscript ever though i wanted a story that felt like a mix of rogue one vibes with like oppenheimer um just to kind of give you a little bit of perspective very like dystopian right but i realized when i went back to edit it that my characters were just very two-dimensional and falling flat for the story that I wanted to tell. They were fine for, you know, the typical white dystopian love triangle book, but that wasn't the story that I was trying to tell or wanted to tell, and that's, I think, why it felt so two-dimensional, because I had created these two-dimensional characters, and so I have not started rewriting that one because it (laughs) will be a completely different book when I actually figure out the plot, because this plot was definitely more... It was my first completed manuscript, so I will give myself credit for that, but it was definitely more of a shell, and I don't think I understood all of the plot aspects or how your character should drive the plot. And I was trying to mash these two characters into a plot that just did not fit, um, especially when they were so two-dimensional. Yeah, yeah, so it just really takes a lot of trial and error and a lot of practice and a lot of scenes and test scenes and a lot of drafts and best thing I can say is just keep pushing on and just keep trying. Yeah and it does not have to be perfect the first draft. Like we said earlier that first draft is really telling yourself the story you're getting to know your plot your characters. Things will change and I feel like sometimes editing it's that horrifying realization that wow I have to rewrite like 75% of this Mm -hmm, manuscript mm -hmm, you know. mm But as you get better and time goes on, it's less daunting and you'll learn it. And we're hoping that as we move into the plot arc, as we go through some of the different plot structures and just plotting in general, we can hopefully give you some tools to one, like just construct your plot so it can fit the characters you've created for your projects. Yeah, so um, we want to leave you with a challenge. 
Um, so for this week, um, do an interview with your character to try to understand their worldview completely. Um, so uh, my best advice with that is to just run, just ask running questions. So ask a question and then just think about their answer, build off that and just kind of go and go and go. And I then add on, like, think of obstacles that are going to get in the way of their word worldview and like make them challenge that worldview once yeah. you understand it. Yeah. So do the interview, figure out what the worldview is, and then list out obstacles that can challenge that worldview. Okay, yeah, thanks so much for listening because if you're drowning in words, then so are we, and you might as well not do it alone. Have a good week.